All right, everyone. Welcome to the very first episode of the Lag Show podcast. I'm Danny, Danny Marie AUC, and I'm here with Malcella. And we're going to tell you a little bit about ourselves, and then we're going to jump into to what our first year on Twitch was like. So, Mouse, do you, do you want to describe sort of what kind of vibe you feel like your channel has right now? <laughs> oh, gosh. Go okay. Um, I really wanted to be a cozy streamer. I thought I was going to be one of those really gentle, very, very soft, uh, cozy type streamers. And the reality is I try for that, but I'm actually very obnoxious and prone to uh, jump scares and screaming and being a little bit chaotic. So I feel like my channel is kind of a mix of both of those things. Trying to be cozy, but also realizing I'm an ADHD mess. And that just comes out a lot of the time. But it's delightful. <laughs> <laughs> it's delightful. Honestly, I, I, lo I love it. I love it. I love it. I, I, <laughs> I don't know what to say. Like, I pop over there sometimes and I'm like, that must be a while today. But it's so good. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> you just like let it out and i feel like there's something to be said about that like it's it's and i and of course i've seen you off it so it's not like it's not a show it's like the real moments of excitement in there which i love so much <laughs> i love it <laughs> I just get a little too excitable sometimes. Oh my god. Have you seen my streams? <laughs> yes. I I feel like sometimes I have a very chill stream. Like sometimes I'll be talking to chat and I'll just be like this. Yeah, and no, we're gonna go over here and we're just gonna we're just gonna open this box and we're gonna have a good time. You know, like I'm just like very chill and then all of a sudden something crazy happens like no. <laughs> You're much more of a relaxed person overall than I am. <laughs> I'm very like zero to 60 really quickly, but I bounce back and forth a lot. Yeah. You're much more even tempered than I am. And it's, it's, it's like you're a little more stable to be around <laughs> than I am. So like if, between the two of us, we kind of master everything combined, but you're just a little bit, you're like, you're like more chill than me overall. And you're just like, okay, this is how it's going to be. And like, you'll get excited sometimes, but you're like, okay, this is how it's going to be. Versus I'm just like back and forth, like. <laughs> inconsistently <laughs> i think that's great though i don't like it's uh, it's so it's so fun like i so so we we talked about this on like the lag show 0 0.5 <laughs> which probably is never going to get uploaded so you'll just have to see the highlights on my channel for that okay <laughs> the accidental <laughs> podcast we started it was the podcast that started it all <laughs> but um it's it's so it's so fun because like i I haven't hung out with a lot of people I feel like that get excitable. I'm so used to people being like, tone it down, chill out, relax, <laughs> lower your voice. You don't have to scream at me. I'm like, I'm done screaming. I'm just really excited. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was told my whole life by adults in general was, why are yes. you being so loud? Why are you screaming? Calm down. Why? What are you getting so excited for? Just chill out. And for a lot of years, I kind of tried to repress those things because I thought that's what people wanted me to do. And then as I got older, I kind of just realized, you know what? Screw it. I'm just going to be who I am. And if people don't like the fact that I'm excitable and I'm hyperactive and I, I get very crazy at times, then they're just not my people. Yes. Yes. Oh, I, so I, that makes that, <laughs> so let me, that makes me excited because, because that was me, the very like 
toned down. Like, again, we had the same discussion. It was, I was the toned down person who, if I got excited, people were like, who are you? What are you on? Like, I don't know. Cause I am a very excitable person. If something excites me or if I feel passionate about it, that means if I'm angry about it, I'm not like screaming at someone, but my voice just goes up and I'm just like, oh my God, I can't believe they did, you know, and I'm just, I'm just loud. And like meeting you and some of the other people we've met through streaming has just really showed me that that is just fine, that it's just fine to be that way. I, it's such a gift. <laughs> I feel like that really comes out in you when you and I get together specifically <clears throat> in very like social settings. Like we play Halo together every Friday night with my partner and our friend. And those situations in particular, you're hype, you're screaming, you're hollering, <laughs> like you're like trash talking. And it's so funny to me because it's not that you're a different person on stream than you are off stream. You're the same person regardless. It's just that you let that side of you out when you're in a social setting where you feel like you're able to do that and you're not going to be, yeah. you know, judged for it or told to calm down because that's how I am. And then you put the two of us together and we just get <laughs> bananas off the wall really quickly. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I don't, I don't, it's so, I think, it, I think it's hard for people to understand that who aren't um, also like that too, which is kind of interesting because when someone, you know, I, again, I explain this experience, meeting someone who then sees the different sides of you and they're like, I, I didn't know you were like that. And I'm like, do you not think a person can be more than one thing? Can, can we not have yeah. different days where one, I'm super high energy. I want to go, go, go. I want to be loud. I, I want to be hype for myself or somebody else for whatever. And then I want to have days where I'm just, I bring it back down and I'm just like, all right, we're just going to have a Bob Ross kind of day, aren't we? <laughs> <laughs> like, that's just, that's just how it is. I don't know if that's being an introvert. I don't know if that's ADHD stuff. I don't know if it's other neurodivergent stuff, but it's, it's just, how I am, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, humans are complex beings. We're not, we're not built to be the same thing consistently without any yeah. sort of change or nuance. And I think it just matters the situation that you're in, whether you feel like you adapt yourself to the situation and your behavior and your, your level of excitement or whether you're around people that you feel safe and comfortable simply just being yourself, whether that means you're being that very calm, relaxed person because that's what you're feeling that day or whether you're getting hype and screaming at a video game with your friends <laughs> because you all just got blown up in a warthog. <laughs> Oh my God, how many times? A lot. <laughs> times? A lot. <laughs> but yeah, I, I mean, I, I got like one last thing and then we can move on. Like, that's going to be the theme for today. One more thing, mm -hmm. one more thing, and then we can mm -hmm. move on. Um, <laughs> it's so, I've talked to people about this over the years, how um, relationships are, are different for each person you're in a relationship with, you know, whether it be friendship, acquaintances, uh, partners, whatever it may be. Like you give different things to each person because that's how you mesh with that person and it's how you share with that person. So like the relationship that you and I have as friends is very different than a relationship with another friend of mine who might be like a little more, I don't know, a different vibe altogether. I don't even know what I'm trying to say, but you have different relationships with different people and you, it's not like you become a different person, but different parts of you gets to feel free with certain people. 
And then with other people, you will reveal and share different parts with that person because that is mm -hmm. how you mesh with other human beings. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, you and I have a very specific relationship as well where we have half of a working relationship yeah. where we can hop on Discord together and we will work on things related to our streams and related to our Discord stuff. By the way, join the Discord. Um so and uh, and then we have the other half of our relationship, which is that silly off time when we're not in working mode. And then we can like we make jokes when we're in working mode, but it's definitely a very different dynamic that we have between each other, depending on whether we're working or whether we are just being dumb and silly together because we're being social. And it's just we kind of balance that really well. And we flip that back and forth, depending on what we're working on on that day. And. I don't even think or it's even something that hour. you think about. <laughs> yeah, that hour. <laughs> yes, accurate, accurate. I don't even think it's something that I've thought about. You're saying that now, mm -hmm. and I'm like, you know, you're absolutely right, but I haven't even thought about it. But it is a different <laughs> vibe. It is. It's fantastic. It's so good. We just um, mesh super well, and we're really good friends. <laughs> yes, we are. I don't know how it happened. I don't. We're going to talk about that later too. <laughs> we'll get to that. We'll, we'll get there. You know, like one moment at a time. Okay. But um. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> I love that. I used to awkwardly say "anyway" all the time. Let's just let's just bring that back. That's wow. okay. Why, why not? That's your vibe, and you're allowed to have it. <laughs> exactly exactly so the the most fun question we love talking about i i feel like we we've talked about this on your channel on my channel on everywhere on tiktok, on TikTok. <laughs> oh yes we did we did drag it onto tiktok but <laughs> it's everywhere if you haven't heard by now you're about to hear it and you're about to yeah. hear it again if you have everyone but, uh, will know this origin story yeah so that's the thing how did you how did you get started on twitch and it, do you want me to go first since yours kind of is longer and more involved yeah yeah you I, go first. that's not <laughs> what i was gonna say but sure <laughs> we'll go with that <laughs> oh my God. so i don't have a super fun how i got on twitch story it it's not it's not super short but it's not like it's not exciting. Hey, I stumbled upon this. Yay. Fell into something fantastic. It's, uh, it's, it's, it's a little more complex. So I, I used to do a lot of YouTube videos. I did YouTube for a year. I made a video a week for an entire year. Okay. I loved it. It was absolutely a blast. It was a lot of work and I learned a ton and I met some good people doing it. But, um, in like January of 2021, I ended up getting COVID. And I spent like, I don't know, it was like three straight weeks just in bed alone where it's that it's just, I don't know. A lot of you probably had it by now, but it's just mm -hmm. exhausting. You get out of bed to go pee. You get out of bed to go get some water. You get back in bed because you're just freaking exhausted. Just absolutely just drained. Okay. So I spent several weeks like that and I finally started coming out of things. I could get out of bed and do this and that, but the like lingering effects of that, the, the heightened depression and my anxiety was worse, kind of led me to take a break from YouTube. I was like, I just, I just can't, I just cannot muster the energy to plan, shoot, record, edit videos, thumbnails, just everything that I was doing with my YouTube channel. I was like, I just can't. So during my time on YouTube, I met a fair, fair sized group of people who were doing live streams. Okay. Some of them maybe hanging out with us in our streams normally. And 
I saw that and I was on a few of their live streams and I realized I really enjoyed it. I I enjoyed having the interaction with with people in chat who you could talk back and forth to. I enjoy just the free flowing, we're just gonna talk about this and that. And after you get past the nerves, it became something that I was like, yeah, I might wanna try this. So slowly throughout 2021, I was like, you know what? I'm gonna go check out Twitch. I'm gonna see what that's about because I do like video games and I think I would enjoy trying to stream them. So I found a few people on Twitch that I now follow and count as, as friends, at least in some capacity. And they kind of encouraged me, offered me help, and were like, hey, you you could do this too. I mean, yeah, you're planning to do this. If you need help, just reach out, you know, come to me, ask whatever you need, hang out in our streams. I got to mod in a few streams to kind of see what that was like. And eventually, I, of course, I started my own Twitch stream in May of 2021. Yes, I had to think about that year for a second. <laughs> but I'm like, what time is it? What is time? I... A social construct. Yes, yes. So of course I started and I I was I was so terrified. Oh my god, I was so terrified. <laughs> and I had the absolute best first stream that I could have ever asked for. I had so many people. I think I had like 15 viewers in that stream. And my very first stream ever. You guys really showed up and my god, you I don't know if you know how much it meant to me, but it meant the world to me. <laughs> Anyway, you can take it from there, Mouse. You're just, you're just coming. <laughs> you're just kind of building off of that. <laughs> well, speaking of Danny's first ever stream, um, I kind of like learned what Twitch was in roughly 2020 at some point. I think maybe a little bit sooner. I don't remember honestly, but I remember thinking, "Oh, that'd be fun," because I was doing YouTube at the time, um, and like I was enjoying that at the time and stuff. And so I thought, "Well, streaming might be fun. I'd like doing that." But I never, I never went for it. I did, I didn't have the balls, as they say. And uh, so, card cut to May of now. I have to think about it, twenty twenty one. And uh, <laughs> Danny was post had posted on Twitter. She was doing her first stream, and I happened to be scrolling Twitter one morning when I was laying in bed, and I saw this. And I, we were following each other on Twitter. We'd never spoken, but we were following each other on Twitter. And I thought, all right, I'll pop in. I'll like show some support. You know, I don't know who this girl is, but like you know go in and say hi just you know be like hey cool you're doing this that's great so i pop in and we kind of get to talking and i i had it's like yeah i always kind of wanted to do this but i i've just never really had the guts to do it and she said oh you should do it and i said i don't know like it seems like it'd be really like a lot of work i don't know and she's like no no you should do it you should do it and she really kind of like pushed me into it during the stream and it really stuck with me how enthusiastic she was being about it where she was like you should do it you should do it and i was like okay and so like the whole thing laughed. like she had a great stream it was fantastic and uh i just kept thinking about it and thinking about it i could not get it out of my head and then all of a sudden i just was like what if i did do it what if i did and so i spent like three weeks researching how to be a twitch streamer like all the things you need to do all the tutorials for how to set everything up everything because i'm a very prepared type of person i go into everything as prepared as possible and I love research. Oh, I love research. So I go in and I get this all set up and I go in for my first stream and have a great time. I played Stardew Valley, had some like IRL friends in there supporting me. It was great. And uh, then after the fact, sometime like shortly after, I get a DM from her and she's like, hey, I've started this Discord server. Uh, do you want to be part of it? You know, do you, do you <laughs> want to like, because I had said previously I wasn't going to do a Discord for at least quite a while. It just wasn't something that was on my radar. 
And she said, well, do you want to, do you want to be part of mine? Do you want to, you know, just basically share one? And I was like, sure. I don't know what I'm doing. I have no idea how to run a discord, but okay. And she was like, cool. I'll add you in and I'll add all the channels for you and everything. And again, I have no idea what I'm doing with discord at this point. <laughs> and she just taught me how to do pretty much everything. Uh, granted, I still don't know how to do a lot with discord. Like there's, there's an alarming amount of instances where I have to go into our little admin <laughs> chat and be like, Danny, this is broken and I don't know how to fix it. It still happens a lot, but because she's great with tech, she's fantastic with tech, but she just like, she saw me, you know, after she encouraged me to do it. Um, and then she saw me start and then she decided she wanted to invite me in to be part of her journey as well. And she was like, you know, do you want to do this together? Do you want to kind of like be there to support each other? And she had completely, I, I would have never thought about this to, to approach someone and be like, Hey, do you want to like be stream partners? Basically, I, I just never would have occurred to me. And so when she came to me and asked, I was like, yeah, okay, this sounds fun. Like, you know, have someone we can kind of like learn with and stuff. And uh, that's basically how it's gone the whole time is we have just spent the entire last year growing together and learning together. And every time one of us learns something, we throw it to the other one. And we're like, hey, I learned this. Did you know about this? And we just share resources and stuff. And honestly, I feel like that alone has made us get so much further than we would have otherwise because we have just had that extra step of a second brain working on things. Granted, depending on the day, we're each half a brain at best, so we make one whole one whole person. But <laughs> I don't know what led me to to ask Mouse to work with me. I don't know what led me to be like, hey, yeah, we could do this together. I don't know what I was thinking. That whole year, really, it was just a blur. It was such a blur <laughs> that I just... I don't, the first stream was a blur. I, I don't, like I said, somebody, somebody could give me a play-by-play -play as to what the heck happened that day, because I sure don't remember. <laughs> I remember- I made a, a highlights <laughs> and posted it to my YouTube channel, so I have four minutes of memory from that Oh stream. my god, that's amazing. See, I, I was so torn about doing that. I was so torn. I was like, but it'll be cool to have the very first stream you did, you know, something. But then I was like, but I don't want to see it. <laughs> I think it was that point where you're like very still, still very much self-conscious about yourself and your, your voice and your, you know, your ability to stream and play games at the same time. You, you know what I mean? You, you streamers will understand, but it, it was very weird. It was. And I don't, I don't know what it was. I don't know if I thought maybe, maybe we'll start a really cool stream team. Maybe we just connected over, <laughs> over those moments in chat or something. And I was just like, this person has a visual impairment. I have a visual impairment. Like maybe I just thought, yes, they like video games. I'm in, <laughs> but I don't know. It worked and I'm really grateful. And I, I love our little community. I wouldn't trade it for the world. I am very proud of what we've worked hard to try and build. Like I said, I'm really, I'm just really thankful for our community and we're going to talk about our community towards the end. So you guys stick around for that as well. But the next thing that I, I definitely think we should cover is what did, what did we expect to get out of Twitch? What did we think was going to happen? What did we, what did, what did we go into this saying, yeah, this is what I want and I'm going to get it through Twitch. I, this, this is a weird one for me. Um, I, I can answer this first. I, I, I guess I can go first, but, um, I, I went into it thinking not, not like, yeah, there's some successful streamers. Maybe I'll be successful. I went into it thinking, 
there are all these cool communities on Twitch. There are all these cool people streaming video games and stuff. And I really like video games and I, I like connecting with people. So I thought, you know, at the least, I will get some cool, like, networking. Maybe I'll meet some cool people to play some video games with. And I have 100% done that. But I don't know what else I expected. I think I also expected to find some joy because of everything that happened before that. Because my YouTube channel, I was doing well. But also, then I just could not manage to do any. It wasn't, it wasn't bringing me the initial joy that it brought me. So I think I was just hoping to find some joy in Twitch and to maybe find something that brought me both joy and a little bit of confidence because, you know, it was a hard year. It was, I'll just say it was a hard year. Okay. You've already heard the spiel, <laughs> but what did you expect, Mouse? What did, what did you think Twitch was going to do for you? I mean, did it, did it happen? I I definitely had a little bit more of, I don't want to say a calculated approach, but I had more of a specific goal in mind, I suppose, where I had been doing YouTube and my YouTube channel was very, very tiny, didn't get much in the way of views, but it was largely focused on reviewing the visual accessibility in games. And I think part of why I wanted to do Twitch, aside, aside from the fact that it just looked fun, um, was I wanted to show people in a live setting what it's like for someone who is visually impaired to be a gamer. And I think on my channel, we've definitely had games that we've tanked because they've not been visually accessible. We've had games that have been success. And I think every game we go through, there's always things that I point out along the way, whether something is accessible or not, what I like, what I don't like, what I think could be better. And I wanted to put that in something of a live setting where people could see someone with a visual impairment just play in real time and experience a game in real time and whether that comes with the good whether it comes with the bad whether it comes with the inaccessibility or the accessibility but just to be able to see what it's like for people i guess to show that hey we definitely play games we are avid gamers regardless of our level of sight we have lots of friends who have no sight who are entirely just killing it in the gaming department and we have people that are friends that are like us who have partial sight and we have our struggles and we have our successes and I just thought it would be a really good platform to show that to people so they could experience that and see what that is like and get sort of a look into what it's like for us because we've had to fight developers tooth and nail to put accessibility into games for us. And they largely think, I think the industry is coming around, but the industry does largely think that we don't exist or that we're not worth putting the effort into to develop games that work for us because they just don't want to put in the work for accessibility. So if we're out here in real time on Twitch, playing games, giving critiques, showing off what it's like for us, I feel like it puts us a little bit more in the forefront of, hey, you can't just ignore, you know, you can ignore a stream, you can, you can ignore a YouTube video, but we, we're out here live. We have audiences. We have people who are watching us. And these people are supporting us, and they are with us on the types of accessibility that we want. And you can't ignore us forever, because we're here and we're not going away. So... You should let us be part of this little inner circle that you've created because some of us are awesome gamers and we definitely deserve to be at the table. That's such a good answer. Oh my God. Can I see it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I actually, well, see, you were, you were on your YouTube channel, you were already doing reviews and stuff, right? So, of course, mm -hmm. my YouTube channel was focused on blindness. It was also focused on albinism, which is the other condition I have. 
I didn't do a lot of gaming stuff. I didn't. But when I came over to Twitch and I realized that there were actual accessibility advocates on Twitch doing that, I that was something that I immediately was like, I would love to do that. How do I get into that? But I didn't go into Twitch initially thinking that that was something I wanted to do. Of course, now we both talk so much about accessibility, especially with new games coming out. And we touch on that, like, is this going to be something I can even play? Is it going to be a struggle? Like, we both have definitely covered that. And I think we both, I I would consider us both an asset in that community. I would. And we're mm-hmm. babies. I know. We're babies. Mm-hmm. But... <laughs> come talk to us okay developers (laughs) but um yeah i i found so much joy and accessibility and the joy in the struggle even because there have been games over my my time streaming um mostly thanks to things like game pass where i could try out games on launch day and i could say hey is this going to be accessible we can look through all the accessibility features we can go through all the menus deep take a deep dive test out anything that you know, may or may not help people like us play games, you know, and it's been so cool to have that opportunity and to hope that in the future we get more opportunities to do stuff like that, chances to actually talk to developers and actually have our voices be added to those already working in the field of accessibility because all of us have a unique perspective, and I think getting to share that is part of the joy that is live streaming on Twitch. Having the ability to be heard and to build a community of people who see you and see your struggles sometimes and see your triumphs also, and then also push that information and the things that we learn, the things that we need from games, out to the people who can make those changes. Yes, yeah, I completely agree. It's been so cool. It really has. It's been a ride. <laughs> oh my god, yeah. I can't, <laughs> I can't. I can't. I can't express like what it's been. It's been strange in ways. Um, I, I, I don't. I don't know. Like, there's so much there that we could talk about. You know, having mm-hmm. conversations with people about accessibility, and then having people reach out to you about this or about that. It's been. It's been. It's been surreal. I think is a good word for it. It's like, who are we? <laughs> And we could make being blind slash disabled women in the gaming space an entire podcast episode on its own. Oh, yeah. Later, you know. Well, There's a whole slew of topics just about that. <laughs> oh, my God. Yes. Oh, we have talked about this off camera. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, it's quite a topic. It is. and I, We have guys... opinions. We have thoughts. Oh, yes, yes. We're... Jot that down for an episode idea. <laughs> It's going to be in the list later. Don't worry. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, it's like I said, it's it's just hard. It's sometimes it's hard to put into words uh, because I know I put a lot on Twitch being something that I can can help me get to certain goals like Twitch as a platform, as a maybe becoming successful on a platform isn't the huge goal for me. And I, it's probably similar for you. It's That's not the goal is to become a popular Twitch streamer. I think the goal is to bring something good into the world, whether it be that awareness, whether it be um, one of the biggest things that was rewarding for me on my YouTube channel was to have somebody reach out and say, you know, I... 
I felt so alone. And then I saw your video and finally someone was kind of understanding what I was going through. That, that is what I want. I don't want to be, Mm -hmm. uh, I don't want to be famous. I don't want to be popular. That's fine. That's all great. Cause that helps you get to that, that actual goal. But we just want people to not feel the way we have, I think in the past. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Um, those I would get similar comments on my YouTube where people I mean, even now I still get comments from videos I made because I don't post on YouTube anymore, hardly um, comments from videos that are two years old saying this review really helped me. Thank you for making it. And those were the comments that always made my day, because when I got my diagnosis, I got thrown to the wolves. I didn't I, I had no idea. I was 27, 28 when I got diagnosed. And at that point, I was already legally blind, and they were like, good luck. They threw me out the door. They didn't give me any resources. They didn't give me any help. I had no idea where to look. I had to look and do all my own research and try and figure out, because I didn't, I didn't have anybody I could reach to for help. And it was a bit of a struggle out there trying to figure out what I needed to find. And even now, like, Danny and I had a discussion the other day where she was talking about monoculars. And I said, do you know how mad I am that I just learned what a monocular was, like, two weeks ago? And she said, I had no idea. No, you didn't know or I wouldn't. I would have told you. Exactly. I said, I never knew they were an option. I ne- No one ever told me because I had to figure everything out on my own when I got diagnosed. And I'm still learning things even now. And so I just thought if as much information as possible can be put out there to help people that other people who are in the position I was where they get a diagnosis out of the blue and they're kind of thrown to the walls, maybe that that research for them will just be that much easier and they won't have to struggle quite as much as I did. And they'll know that there are people out there who are like them and, you know, a community that they can go to and be part of. And there are people who are willing to help and be there for them and just kind of be a shoulder. And I think that's kind of one of the biggest goals that Danny and I have had is building that community where people can come in and they can feel heard, they can feel seen, haha, um, and they can feel like they matter. And that's honestly, I think, just the biggest goal we can possibly have is just to make people feel like they matter. Yeah, I I know. I know so many of us have felt like we don't at times. So it's just... Mm -hmm. It's the ultimate goal. Like I said, the goal isn't to succeed on Twitch. It's not to be famous or to have your name out there. It's to reach those people that are still feeling all alone, all isolated. Like their life sometimes gets disregarded because they have something about them that's different, whether it be someone with visual impairment or blindness or whether it be something else. You know, it's not just about that for us, but just. To be, I think, out there and to be visible as as gamers with disabilities, as women with disabilities, is the the big goal here. And I, mm-hmm. I think we're doing great. <laughs> we're trying. <laughs> yeah. I just inserted some confidence in there. <laughs> <laughs> Goodness knows we need it. <laughs> oh my god, yeah. We struggle. Everybody struggles, everybody. That's the secret. That's the secret of life is it that is. everybody is struggling. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just that's it. But, so um, true. So, of course, what we expected from Twitch and what we've actually gotten are different, but not not in a negative way. The real question is, what what unexpected thing have you gotten from Twitch? And... <laughs> I mean, of course, uh, there have been some unexpected things that have happened to us along the way, you know, and we might talk about that too, but 
I'll say the most unexpected thing that I, I really didn't expect, and I know this is going to be similar for Mouse because we talked about it, okay? <laughs> but, but um, it, it was, sure, I got in Twitch with the mindset of networking, of finding groups of people to play games with, sure, to find people to chat with who had similar interests. But I didn't expect to meet an actual best friend group. I did not yeah. see Mouse coming. <laughs> <laughs> All the puns intended. No pun there. intended. No, all the puns intended. I didn't see it coming at all, and I love it. I it, it, the joy, the joy again, the joy that it brings me cannot be understated. <laughs> so, so what about you? What about you? No, honestly, I I had kind of struggled with this question a little bit um, when Danny sent them to me because I was like. I mean, surely crazy things have happened and unexpected, but really what has happened that has been that significant? And I, I was kind of having a hard time coming up with something. And then, and then Danny jokingly said, do you want me to tell you my answer so you can steal it? And I said, yeah. <laughs> and so she told me and I said, no, I actually am going to steal that because you're right. It's, it's really good. Um, yeah. And you're, you're entirely correct. That is, that is true. Being someone who is disabled and immunocompromised and lives in the middle of nowhere, um, I don't have a whole lot of IRL friends and definitely not ones that I see in person. And, um, I'm used to being very isolated, especially when COVID started, I became extremely isolated and there would be weeks on end where I would talk to my partner and my dad. And that was it. Um, there wasn't anybody else that I talked to. There wasn't anybody I, I had as far as friends and I think that's just kind of the reality for a lot of people who are disabled and, and don't live in a central area with a lot of people. And, and I mean, during a pandemic, it wouldn't have mattered anyway, because, you know, everybody's isolating. And so it just became very lonely. Um, and then to stumble into this and to end up with a group of the most amazing people from all over the world. I mean, I, I have one of my best friends is in Australia. I, I have a best friend now who's in Mississippi and I'm all the way in Seattle. I have, um, I've got friends in the UK. I've got friends from all over the world and, and time zones really kind of make it a pain to hang out sometimes. But it doesn't change the fact that everyone is there for each other. And we, we chat constantly. We're all talking all day, every day. Like I said, Danny and I get together with my partner and our friend Doom and we play Halo every Friday night. And it's just this ritual that I've got, I've grown to really look forward to because having that group of friends that you've developed through Twitch has just become such a staple in my life. And these are, I mean, you guys are people that I can't imagine not having in my life now because I have just this central group of friends that I can almost all hours of the day or night, I can be like, Hey, I'm bored. Uh, does anyone want to hang out? And somebody will be up and they'll be like, yeah, even if we're just sitting on discord and doing two separate things, whether we're working on stuff or playing two separate games and just in a call together, there's pretty much always someone around who wants to spend time with me and wants to hang out with me and just having that group of people who like me and want to be around me <laughs> is amazing because from going from having no one and being so isolated to having this central group of friends just feels really really good and i would definitely say that was unexpected because i had hoped maybe i would make a couple of friends i did not expect that i was going to make the best friends i've ever had in my life 
and I would know none of them in person. <laughs> I have not met a single one. And we have dreams of having a meetup where we're all going to go to Disney or, you know, we're all going to go wherever and we're going to all meet up together and, and fly somewhere. And who knows if that'll ever be a reality. But it's fun to think about. And it's nice to know that there are other people out there who want to spend that time together. I mean, you guys are truly the best friends I've ever had. And it just, it just warms my little mousy heart every day. <laughs> Knowing that no matter what, I have these people that have my back and support me. And I mean, and obviously Danny is just one of those people that is the closest to me that I talk to every day without fail. There's not a day that goes by that we aren't talking about something, even if it's brief, even if it's just a couple of DMs <laughs> back and forth. We talk yeah. every single day. And even just that little bit of interaction, even if the two of us are feeling really introverted and not really feel like being social, it doesn't feel like work. It doesn't feel like effort. And when you find yes. friends that don't feel like effort to hang out with, those are your people. Even if your social battery is depleted, just to, even if you're sitting in silence with this person on a Discord call for 20 minutes doing two separate things, just to know that you have someone there, greatest feeling, truly the greatest feeling. So I, I would definitely say that is the most unexpected thing is just to develop such a close-knit group of the most amazing people I've ever met. Mm-hmm. I was going to touch on that. Um, the specifically the comment about not needing to feel like you need to use your social energy or your spoons mm -hmm. to hang out with a group of friends because people are great. We all love friends, but some friends require more energy than others. And it's not like a mm -hmm. negative thing on that friend. Sometimes it's just about how your relationship is. You know, some people require a little more energy to be around than others. And what I feel like everybody needs that that little group, whether it be one person or two people or whatever, that you can always just sit and be in their presence and it not be a drain on you. Because mm -hmm. well, like we're talking about our little group that we play Halo with, we literally talked about this the other night, how that group, yes, sometimes we get hyped. Sometimes we use our energy. Sometimes we get well. Sometimes we just vibe out and we listen to music and we kill stuff in Halo <clears throat> video game. It's a video game. <laughs> and um <laughs> sometimes it's just it's just being there, you know? It and I I didn't really imagine that I would find people like that because as someone who has been super introverted most of my life, yes, I like being around people, but it can be exhausting. It really can just to be mm -hmm. out and about or just to have a phone conversation sometimes. Sometimes to have a text conversation with some people just wears me out. And that's, like I said, it's not a negative thing on them. Sometimes it's just the type of relationship that you have with them or, you know, whatever, whatever it may be. But to find a group that even at the end of the week when you're tired and you just you just can't, you go there and it's like they they charge your batteries a little bit. Or if you're dead, you just just you just sit there with them, you know, like like she said, or you just sit for a few minutes and work out, do something together, whatever it may be. We don't have to talk. It's it's just it's a real gift to have that. And everybody needs that, whatever shape or form that it takes for you. B. And it's okay. And it's not people being, are you okay? You're being quiet today. Are you okay? Are you yes. good? What's going on? Why? You just, you just, you just can be in whatever form you are. And those people know if something's wrong, you'll speak up. And if you don't, well, either nothing's wrong or you just don't really want to talk about it. And everybody's just sort of mutually okay with that. And you can just be. And it's the most, honestly, it's weirdly freeing. 
to find people like that because society as a whole is so draining, especially oh. when you're disabled. Society is draining. Humanity is exhausting. We have to fight to exist every day. And so when you're around people that you don't have to fight to exist around, it's just a sigh of relief, honestly. When you don't have to try and be the loudest voice in the room because no one is listening to you, it's joy. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's a real joy. <laughs> but um, <clears throat> that's that's definitely for me what I just completely didn't expect. I just didn't. I didn't see it coming at all. I <laughs> I love it so much. We don't see a lot coming, literally and figuratively. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. How many blind jokes are we contractually <laughs> obligated to put in um, here? <laughs> probably at least one or two more before we're okay, done. Okay, cool. Got so. it. <laughs> but uh, the other thing is is just what what do we both want for ourselves and for our community? And we've kind of covered a lot of this. We have, but what what do you see for the future of our little community right now our little lag community is it's a baby community in the schools we're still <laughs> under 100 people and it's 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 absolutely delightful but we're still small like what do you want to see for the future of that honestly i would love to see an active vibrant loving community and vibrant doesn't doesn't necessarily mean hyperactive or high energy I just would love to have a community that is kind and loving and just vibes well together. And that doesn't matter to me if that's 100 people or 5,000 people. It doesn't matter the number to me. Um, definitely quality over quantity. I had to double check and make sure I said that right. <laughs> But uh, just, I would love to, you know, when I wake up and I see the Discord active and I wake up to a thousand notifications because everybody's just been popping off in the Discord, that brings me so much joy. Not because it's a numbers thing where, oh my God, look how popular my Discord is, but just because it shows me that we are assembling a group of people who vibe well together, have fun together. I love watching people who come into the community as strangers become friends. I find that so incredibly satisfying. Just watching people bond and have fun and get to know each other is just, it's just one of the most fun things for me to just watch and also experience for myself. Watching strangers come into my stream who I meet for the first time and then join the Discord and they just, they become those active community members and they make friends with people. I love it. I just, I love roping people in to be part of our little, our little <laughs> friend group. Because, exactly. And Danny and I really try to put an emphasis in community and being as welcoming as possible. We, of course, you know, we have, we have close people, you know, people we're closer with than others. And that's for no fault other than just we are around some people more. I'm very adamant about not having a clicky community because I've been part of a clicky Twitch community. And I was definitely in a spot in that community where I was somewhat in the quote unquote inner circle, if you want to call it that. But I also felt like I was on the outside of it. And I never really quite felt like I belonged. And I felt like some people liked me, but I felt like other people didn't like me. And I felt like I was welcome some places, but I wasn't as welcome other places. And that constant feeling of should I or shouldn't I participate was really anxiety inducing. Mm -hmm. And I don't want anybody in our community to ever feel like that. I want anybody to be able to come into any community game night 
any event that we throw, any channel, and immediately feel like they're part of the group and they're welcome. And I think a lot of that also is dependent on the people that we have in the community. How, how welcoming is your community to new members? That Twitch community I was in was not the most welcoming to new members. It was very gatekeepy. Yeah. Um, and if you got in, you were lucky. And if you didn't, you were just a viewer and nothing else. And I don't want that for my community. I would really love to have people who are welcoming. They see someone new come in. And we do have that a lot where new people will join the Discord and multiple people will post in the welcome channel and be like, hey, welcome to the server, welcome to the server. Um, and, and I just, I love that. I think that's the most wonderful thing to see people new come in and be immediately accepted and welcomed and be like, Hey, be, you know, be one of us, be our friend. You know, there, there is no gatekeeping here. There is no clickiness here. Everyone is welcome at all times. And if I feel like Danny feels a similar way, if we can make a space where any new person can come in and automatically feel like part of the group. I think at that, that's when we feel like we're succeeding at our job. I think we will fail at that job if we ever have people come in who feel like they can't belong because things have become too clicky and they're just not feeling welcome. So if I can create that community, I feel like that's the best success I could possibly have. I agree with that 100%. That's, that's the ultimate goal. And you guys got to keep in mind that, of course, this is all a learning process for us too. If there's ever anything that that comes across, you know, and you're like, oh, they must be mad at me. Like, never think that because usually one of us, yeah, yeah, that's usually the case. Okay. Or, you know, I, I, I'm always a big, give someone the benefit of a doubt person. Like that's, that's me. I'm, I swear I've always played a devil's advocate. Like someone will say something snarky to me or say something and maybe it's not even directed at me. I'm like, mm, maybe they're having a bad day. Like that's usually the stance I try and take because we're all out here living our own lives and that includes Marcella and I and that includes our work for our community some days we have all the energy to give to our community in the world and we're just freely just out there just handing it out like candy and then other days we're just like can I just stay in and like you know under the blankets and just like no I just can't today you know and and we're just we're just people like you guys and I think it's important to to say that as a reminder because I don't want anybody to come in the community and feel unwelcome. I don't want anybody to pop in a channel and feel unwelcome to be there because you're not. We do welcome you. It's just we're we are e humans. <laughs> we are humans. <laughs> we do live an alarming piece of our lives on the internet, an amount of our lives on the internet yeah. where we are around a lot of the time, but there are also going to be days where we're completely MIA. But I think having an active community mm -hmm is where that kind of helps alleviate some of that off of us. Because as small streamers, we we are in a, a place where we are able to become friends with as many of our community members as possible. When streamers get to be a certain size, obviously like it's a little harder because you've got yeah. a lot more people coming in. Do I think that will happen with us? I don't I don't know, it's, it's hard <laughs> to say. Who knows how, how popular, I don't wanna say well, because I don't think, how good you do is based on your numbers, but mm -hmm. who knows how big our community might get in the future. But if we can have as many community members as possible who are being welcoming to new people and, and stepping in, you know, if we can't be around for us and answering questions or saying, hey, welcome in. We're so happy to have you, you know, mm -hmm. getting to know people. I think that's really the vibe that we want to develop where, like yeah. I said, anyone can come in and immediately feel welcome, not just by us, but by the other people around. Because honestly, there's there's not a lot of 
the worst feel I mean there are worse feelings but there's something to be said about coming into a Twitch chat with an established community when you're new saying hello in chat and getting completely ignored and I don't mean by the oh, streamer yeah. oh yeah I mean by the chat by the it's people happened. who are in there to completely ignore you I've been regulars in chats where I've said hi and been utterly ignored by everyone there and I'm not saying anyone has an obligation to say hello um cuz obviously you know people lurk whatever your your social battery yeah, etc but if someone comes into a community and, and, you know, you're like, hey, I see that person's new and, you know, you're in a place where you're able to say, hey, welcome. Mm -hmm. We would love to be, you know, of we course, love to that. see that because it yeah. just it feels so nice when people are kind and when people come in and they're like, hey, this new person's here. And I, I could really kind of make their life a little bit easier. And I definitely do think we notice that within both of our oh, communities. People, do. new people pop in we chat and there are always people who say, hey, hello, welcome in. You know, multiple people will thank streamers who rate us. And yes. honestly, we love it. Because that's exactly yes. the type of energy we're trying to cultivate where everyone is just kind and welcoming and saying hello. And we're not saying you have to become best friends with everyone. You know, we don't <laughs> expect that. You know, there's gonna be people you vibe with. There's gonna be people you don't. And that's completely okay, but just having that community of kind, just wonderful, welcoming people is really all we're trying to do. So that everyone feels like they belong and everyone feels like they have a place they can go. And we've had, we had someone tell us recently that we have one of the most non-toxic Discord servers they've ever been in. So we've never had a fight in our Discord server. We've never had to ban anybody. We've never had to intervene with anybody in our server and say, hey, you can't act like that, you know? We have the most even-tempered, wonderful Discord server I've also even ever been a part of. I've never seen, we've never had nothing. Nothing has ever <laughs> happened. Um, that Someday, you know, a, a, a fight might break out. Who knows? That's just human nature. But we're really proud to say that we've been running this for a year. And it's never been an issue. People have always been incredibly wonderful. And we just love you guys so much for that. Mm -hmm. makes our and, jobs easier <laughs> exactly and i think one thing is we we don't want it to just feel like oh it's mouse and danny's community we want it to feel like it's everyone's community in a way that means you guys are a part of it like it wouldn't be a community without you <laughs> it wouldn't so in that way you're important in the community even if you're not super active even if you're not peppy all the time and like oh yeah i guess what i did the other day or hey i see what you did that's fantastic like, even if you're not always you know jumping into every conversation that's fine you don't ever mm -hmm. have to feel like you have to do that but we just want you to feel like it is something you're a part of and that you're an important part of even if you feel like you may be a smaller part and that's fine like i said not everybody has all the social energy in the world not everybody is super talkative and those things are just fine mm -hmm. we still value you just the same whether you're the most active person or whether you are purely a lurker yeah because you're still here and you still show up and you still watch us and you still support us and that's all we could ever ask for we're just your awkward stream parents. <laughs> <laughs> Let's not talk about that in this episode. We'll save that for, for next, next, next month's episode. That's for the After Hours podcast. <laughs> Come back later for that show. <laughs> Come back to Halo Night, then you <laughs> But, um... I Honestly, that's that's what I wanted to cover in this this episode. Unless you have something to add, we oh can... my god, did we go through all the questions? We did, we did. Look Hello, at us! Go. Look at us! We're professional. I know. <laughs>
We wish. We can we can take questions if anybody would like to ask us things. Do no pressure. Like no pressure. And thank you everyone who has come for this live recording. Um, <laughs> even if we've not been engaging with chat this whole time, we completely we appreciate you guys being active and chatting with each other. And even those of you who are lurking and just watching. I was gonna say watching at home, but like it feels like a very TV like thing to say. Um, we appreciate you just for being here and supporting us in whatever capacity you're doing. So, because this is a new venture for us, we don't know how often it's going to happen, how often we're going to do episodes, but yeah. something fun we thought we'd do on the side just to, because we we love to get together and just gab. <laughs> my my thoughts on that are maybe optimistically every month or every other month. Like optimistically, yeah. that's the we're thought. busy. But you know, yeah, it's it's not it's not perfect. We're not perfect. Blind Toast said, uh, Mouse, how did you feel about the fir your first Harley, Harley Quinn cosplay? I thought it was so much fun to do. It was my first ever real cosplay I'd ever done, you know, not counting like a basic Halloween costume or something. It was the first ever intentional cosplay I'd put together. And while I didn't hand make everything, I did buy a lot of it. My partner Caveman made the mallet for me from, uh, from scratch <laughs> and hand painted it and everything. And it was so much fun to do. Harley Quinn is a character that I resonate with. Um, that's a different podcast episode. But <laughs> is a character that I do resonate with in a lot of ways. And I absolutely adore her. I adore Margot Robbie's portrayal of her. Oh, I think she's hilarious. Yes. I think she's just wonderful in the role. And so to get to sort of put on the costume of that character, even if I wasn't fully in character and just kind of put that together was so much fun to do and i really loved it and i entirely see why people love doing cosplay it was just a blast i i love that honestly it was, was really good. fun to watch the wig was hor horrifically uncomfortable but it was a great time i believe it you should try wearing a beard that's delightful oh is it is it itchy as it sounds it's a little itchy yeah, yeah. And then it starts falling off you just awkwardly. i'm already a fidgety human on. like i'm sure people have noticed this whole podcast i've been like because i can't not it's the adhd i'm just a fidgety person <laughs> having an itchy beard i think would send me over the edge oh my god <laughs> i can't imagine it uh toast says do you feel like your description for streams are getting better I, I feel like that's something I haven't really mentioned, but I do try and be descriptive when I'm playing games because I know a lot of my viewers are either blind or visually impaired with some vision of some kind. And yeah, I feel like I've gotten a little bit better about it. I feel like that's there's still an art form to describing games and I, I may not <laughs> may not be that skilled at it. I don't know, but I love feedback on that. So if you guys ever wanna wanna hear something described in my stream, like if I didn't describe it and you're like, hey, what does that look like? Just ask. I am happy to try and awkwardly describe whatever I can. <laughs> yeah, um, I feel like you're much better at that than I am. <laughs> I I try good at narrating a lot of what I'm mm. doing, but I'm not as great at describing what is on the screen. And that's definitely something that I, I can improve on for sure to consciously remember to do. But I, I think I'm okay. I don't know if I've gotten better at it. But I think I am okay at narrating at least my actions as I'm going through. I, I think but again, I did. yeah, if you, if you need help, ask. <laughs> I'm happy to answer. I mean, I went into streaming with the mindset that I wanted to try and be descriptive. So, I mean, to be fair, that was one of my, um, I don't know what you call it, one of my uh, 
goals, one of my attributes I wanted to be a part of my stream because I I did I didn't want to exclude people because I knew I had friends who were blind or visually impaired with maybe less vision, maybe more vision than I have. And I, I wanted them to feel included too if they would like to hang out. So I try my best. <laughs> try my best. Um we do have a really good question. How do you get over the awkwardness of being on camera? Oh. Would you like to go first? I'm awkward regardless, honestly. <laughs> um I'm just an awkward human. That's just how I roll. I I honestly I think I don't really think about the webcam that much. Um when I was doing YouTube, I've always none of my YouTube videos I don't think any of my YouTube videos have ever had have ever had my face in them. Well I guess my, my Twitch ones do. Um but my actual like original YouTube videos don't. And I think I just don't really think about it. And I, I guess I kind of just have the perception of I'm an awkward person. That's just who I am. I do <laughs> weird things. I say weird things. I have like I'm like I said, I'm a fidgety person. Um and if that's something that people vibe with and they resonate with, they'll hang around. If it's something that they don't and they don't like, they'll leave and they're not my people. And that's just, it's not my concern, honestly. Mm -hmm. I will tell you, for me, it was experience uh, because I spent literally a year doing a video a week on YouTube. I also was the one who was editing those videos. So <laughs> I think I was desensitized about my own awkwardness. <laughs> So it was just me sitting in front of a camera, recording, talking to myself, talking to the camera, pretending there was somebody there, but hoping no one was hearing me. <laughs> it was a very conflicting experience. But as I did more and more videos, as I edited more videos, I got better. And then I was invited onto a podcast uh, last year. I was invited onto people's live streams. So the more that I did it for me, that's that's what really helped me just, just experience. And I know that's kind of an answer where you're like, well, that doesn't really help me, but really you just... <laughs> You just have to do it. You you have to find what works for you. And it's not something I can be like, yes, do this. Absolutely, this will work for you because everybody's different. Everybody is. And it's going to feel awkward at first. My first stream, like I said, it was a blur, but I'm pretty sure I felt immensely awkward and anxious. And I was like, what am I going to say this whole time? I'm going to be here for like a couple hours. And now I'm streaming like seven hours at a time. And I'm just like, whatever. <laughs> Hi. And if you mess up, guess what? That's free content, baby. <laughs> oh, the amount of awkward things I've said on my stream and then clipped because I'm ridiculous. Yeah, it's free content. Sometimes things just, just flow out of your mouth and you just have to go with it. <laughs> That's basically it. You just got to accept that you're human. You're going to have oh blunders. You're going to have dumb things that you say and you do. Yes. Mistakes are going to happen. Silly things are going to happen. And that's just part of the human live experience of Twitch. You know, if I'm filming a TikTok, I can re-record something seven times to make oh sure God, it yes. sounds and looks the way I want. <laughs> oh my God. On Twitch, I can't do that. So I'm just, I just got to accept that, guess what? Those blunders are going to happen. I'm going to be awkward. I'm yes. going to be weird. And, and my community members are there because they like that about me. Mm -hmm. And the people me that too. don't like that about me don't watch me. So it's not, <laughs> it's not a big deal. <laughs> Look, this is a come, come and go as you wish situation. Mm -hmm. If you don't like what's going on, then just kindly just, there's the door. <laughs> there's the door. Find your vibe. If we're not your vibe, that's totally cool. Yeah. We're not going to be everyone's cup of tea, but we might be somebody's shot of whiskey and that's okay. <laughs> yes. Yes, exactly. It's, 
it's such an adventure. <laughs> it's such an adventure. <laughs> oh my god. Um, Caveman has a great one. What are you excited about the most for the next year? Ooh, that's a good question. I have answers for that because I've been thinking about it a lot lately. Something about realizing you're coming to the end of your first year, at least for me, has made me reflect. Well, reflect on the last year, but also think about what I want. What are my goals for the next year? And I. I, I don't feel like any of my goals are necessarily, I was going to say monetary to include numbers, but does monetary just mean money? It doesn't matter. So <laughs> I feel like all of my goals are very much community based, you know, like I, I'm not trying to become the next ninja, the next Pokemon, not that they're not great and they're not killing it and they're not, you know, whatever. Um, but it's just not my personal goal. I would be highly surprised if I ever even made partner. Not because I don't think I'm not I'm good enough to make partner or whatever, but just because it's just it's not something I'm going for. I'm not trying to get the most amount of people possible in my stream. I'm not trying to go by numbers of views. I would be so utterly thrilled if over the next year just the community grew and grew in a quality sort of way where we had people that like we talked about before, we just became just con community members that just wanted to be there and, and, and hung out with us and became friends and did, you know, when we do game nights and stuff and community events in the server, we love when people come in and participate in those. It just makes us feel so good because it makes us feel like we're succeeding in our community building. I would love to see just that community maybe grow a little bit with just the, the most quality, wonderful, incredible people. I would also love to see... Uh, last October, Danny and I did an event with Knights of Braille and Everyone Games where we did a charity stream to benefit Special Effect and Able Gamers, two really awesome charities. Um, and Danny and I were both very, very shocked to be asked to be part of that because we were yes. both still baby streamers. <laughs> we still consider ourselves baby streamers now. Yes. Um, and we were just so shocked. Like, why were we asked to do this when there are you know, bigger streamers that could probably raise more money that would have been asked or could have been asked to do it? And yet we were picked. And it was the most incredible experience for both of us. We will be doing it again this October. Um, and I would love to see some more opportunities like that come around for the two of us, where we have the option to opportunity to work with organizations for charities mm -hmm. and, you know, just try and get more out there into the accessibility industry, maybe work with different developers and, and gaming companies on accessibility and just basically do anything we can to better the industry in any way we can. It doesn't matter to me if that comes with money. It doesn't matter to me if that comes with tons of views and subscribers and followers. It only matters to me if it helps people. That's yes. it. That's my whole end goal. And so I would love to see us get more opportunities like that this year and have organizations notice us as disabled women in gaming and want mm -hmm. to work with us and realize that our voices matter because again this could be a whole cop podcast episode in itself <laughs> but it, as women in gaming we're already sort of at a disadvantage because it is such a male-dominated industry mm -hmm. and as disabled women we're already even more at a disadvantage because we have two things against us so to speak mm -hmm. so we have a real we have a real voice we could be lending to the industry in a multitude of ways and i would just love to see both of us kind of get that opportunity to speak and yes. to do what we can to bring positivity and change to the industry because we have tons of ideas. We have tons of, I don't want to say experience, but we have, we have experience <laughs> being blind. You know, we have yes. experience playing video games, not necessarily streamers, but as content creators and stuff. But we, we have 
thoughts and opinions and we have ways we'd like to see the industry improve and just to see us get the opportunity to speak at that table i think would be incredible for both of us i think so too i i loved so much being a part of knights of the brails the everyone games event and that is so fun it's happening again this year so y'all just stay tuned for that but um yeah so Recently, I actually took part in the Game Accessibility Conference. It was the one in Europe, uh, so it was at weird times of the day, I swear. But to get to take part in that, I actually joined the Discord. It's it's open for people to join, of course. But I actually got to be present during some of the uh, live viewings of the, um, uh, what do they call them, uh, the talks or whatever that people put on. The panels? Yeah, the panels, the word I couldn't think of. And I I actually got to chat in the live chat with them and have, you know, my messages seen and replied to, you know, a little bit. And like, that was just like a real highlight for me. It was such a small thing. I know. It's like, oh, I was there, you know, it's such a small thing, but it was such a highlight. And I think getting to be a more active voice in um in that world and in the world of yes the charities as well because oh the more i learn about some of these charities and what they're doing for gamers with disabilities specifically the more i want to be a part of that but that is the one thing that both excites me and terrifies me <laughs> for the upcoming like year of being a streamer and getting into more of that it is it is so exciting but i am i am so freaking terrified <laughs> I think that fear is honestly, for me at least, it's it's just the the recognition that my voice, should I be allowed to speak, my voice has power. It holds weight. Yeah. And it's holding weight for two groups of people and one collective group of people. Mm-hmm. And knowing that we should we be chosen for things as disabled creators, as female creators, as both of those things combined. Mm-hmm. We're speaking for those groups in a way, not entirely. Everyone's experience is different, but we're being chosen to be a voice in those instances. And that's some pressure. Um, It's weight. It's a little bit nerve wracking, but it's also amazing in a way. If we were given those opportunities to just be sort of recognized in that way to say that, hey, we, we see the work that you're doing and we think it's great and we would really value your thoughts on this is an incredible experience to be able to have so it's scary um but also really fun (laughs) i i feel like that's something i hope i never take for granted i know now anytime someone asks me specifically about accessibility and hey do you think this game's accessible that is something i do not take lightly and i Mm -hmm. think sometimes that makes me hesitant to jump in like with both feet into that world because I feel like looking at it and even talking to the people I've talked to, getting to know the people I've gotten to know and hearing about, of course, other people with similar disabilities to mine, as well as people with other ones and different different things that that are barriers for them in games, um, make, make me aware that there's so much that I don't know. And I never want to come off as someone who appears as though... I am speaking for everyone who has a disability because I never want to be the lone voice. You know, you never want to be the only voice someone's listening to when it comes to disability because there's so many out there who have various different experiences. And I I don't ever want it to come off as though I feel that way because I don't and Mm -hmm. I I haven't 
And the more I learn, the less I feel that way, you know, the more mm. I see that, oh, this is a completely new experience that I haven't even thought of. So there's one more thing for me to learn about, you know, and I love that. I love that so much. And I love when people are open and, and feel like they're comfortable enough to share maybe some of their experiences in games that are hard for them and what helps them because that teaches me something and it it helps my perspective and it makes me a better person in that I can I can now see more perspectives than just my own and I think everyone needs a little bit of that. I I do oh it's such I, that is it's one of those topics for me where I'm just like I'm so <laughs> hyped about it because if you want to talk to me about what causes you issues in games like I want to hear that, okay? <laughs> do i do because chances are it's not the same thing that causes me an issue okay even mouse and i talking back and forth about certain games she'll be like i can't really play that game because i can't see this mm -hmm. thing or that thing and she's over here playing a game and i'm like well i can't see this thing or that thing i'm like we're like sure we're both visually impaired but like the way our eyes work is different it's very different oh. and that's true for all kinds of members in the community and so I, like I said, I just, I take it as a great privilege that I even get asked right now if, hey, does this game seem accessible? What do you think about this game? Like, it's a great privilege to me to be able to get, even hear that question. <laughs> it really is. I definitely feel like I go into things and I'm like, okay, well, I'm, you know, I have remaining vision. Um... You know, I, my vision is going to be different than yours, probably. Mm -hmm. Here's what works for me about this game, but here's what doesn't work for me about this game. Formulate your own kind of, you know, opinion based off of that, basically. Um, because what, like Danny was saying, we have games that work, there are games that work for her that don't work for me and vice versa. Mm -hmm. uh, Tiny Tina's Wonderlands was a great example <laughs> of that, where she, we were both really excited for it and she ended up being able to play it and I couldn't because the text size was so small and I just was like, I'm not going to fight, I'm not going to fight with it. I'm just not going to play it. Versus on my end, uh, Breath of the Wild is one of my favorite games of all time. And all it takes for me to be able to really see it is just to like pop on the zoom, done, easy peasy. And Ugh. it's not, it, it, it's a pain to have to zoom in all the time constantly, but it's a game yeah. that I love so much. It's just kind of something I've been playing for so long. It doesn't, I don't really think much about it versus her. She did get through the game, but she was like, oh my God, this is so annoying the whole time. And I was like, I know it's not great. It's but I a promise the game is great. And she was like, and then, and then she was like, this game is so hard. What do you mean? Why, why is this your favorite? This game is so difficult, which is funny because Caveman had a similar take. Caveman I didn't make so it exposed. off the great plateau before he quit. Caveman was like, this. This is way too hard. So the beginning of the game is the hardest. Just get through the get through the gray plateau and you'll be fine. And he's like, no, this is hard. This sucks. I'm not going to do it. And I'm like, it's great. So it really kind of depends based on vision, the level of, you know, what type of a gamer you are, what sort of things you enjoy. And so I try to kind of put that as a disclaimer when people ask me where yes. I'm like, here, this is why it works for me or this is why it doesn't. You know, here's the settings. Here's the options. You know, you're kind of mm -hmm. going to have to go off of your own because I can't, I'm not, I'm not looking through your eyes. So I can't tell you exactly what this exactly. is going to look like to you but i can give you as much information as i can and then you know you can kind of go from there exactly unless you guys have some more questions i think i think we're all done here i think we've done a wonderful job i i think so <laughs> we're doing great sweaties <laughs> <laughs> yeah i appreciate those questions keep them coming later okay we're gonna need them for the next podcast <laughs> 
So I, I guess until next podcast, whenever that may be, we're going to have some interesting topics for you guys in the future. It sounds like just from today's discussion and uh, it's going to be a blast. Check us out on all your favorite platforms. Yeah. Thank you for being here.